This is the Lakin Chronicles Road to Recovery podcast with addiction recovery specialist, Dr. Greg Lakin. Real people, real stories, real addiction, and real recovery journeys. The Road to Recovery starts now. Hey, thank you. Another episode. Um, this is Keith. Thank you, Keith, Hello. so much. I mean, yes. um, again, nothing is more powerful than listening to somebody else who's battled addiction and succeeded and their story. And so thank you for coming. It takes absolutely. a lot of courage. No, yeah, this is good for me also to be here. So, yeah, oh. I appreciate it. Well, absolutely. Well, and all, all we're asking is just... So, so go back to the beginning when opioids okay. were your first exposed to them, and then, and then of course, it usually always progresses uh, in the wrong way. But yeah, it, it's uh, interesting. Before we started, I started thinking about my journey, where I'm at today, and it was odd that I was sitting in your group room out here, mm-hmm. and you've got a you've got a poster on the board. It's on the beam or off the beam, mm-hmm. and I started looking at where I'm at, and I'm on the beam right now. But you look at the other side, and I was definitely there. Mm-hmm. And in, I've got a son who's trying to make his own way right now, and that I wanted to go. I'm going to get a picture of that before I leave because it's it was good. But anyways, so how old is your son? Then? He's 16 right now. Oh yeah, so God help he, you. Okay. yeah, I know. Yeah. So he's he's trying to make his own way. But back to where I started, mm-hmm. I had back pain uh, through work. Um, went to my primary physician said I got back pain uh, what can you do for me mm-hmm. we he started me off with tramadol and that was okay I could you know it was it was even with the tramadol I could feel something that I liked that was doing more than just the back mm-hmm. pain it was it was setting my mind different where and what it was doing just really just clouded me just to where I could just Block out everything else. Nothing else matters. And we're talking construction. So this, oh, is, yeah. this is hard yeah. physical labor all Absolutely, the time. Yeah. And this was a few years ago when yes. Lord tabs are a little more, I mean, physicians wrote them more freely. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I've been going to yeah. my physician for years. And so we never had any problems before. And so I told him, you know, tramadol, I wanted something more. The back pain was still there. The tramadol wasn't quite doing it for me, so we started on the lower tabs. Because you had to go to work. Uh, yes, you had I needed to. Do, I needed to go to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm lucky that my wife does work, so uh, we have two incomes. But I still had to go to work every. I'm the primary uh, three kids earner, so I've got to provide for three kids, wife, all the fun stuff that goes with it. Right. So. That was okay, and that worked for a while. Worked for a long while, but then my prescriptions, I then all the excuses started. And my doctor worked with me for a while, but I had every one in the book of, I lost a prescription, I washed them in the laundry, I misplaced them, everything, and God bless him, he saw me through it, and we were, and he was providing for me. But it wasn't enough. So right. and so it really, you were having to take more and more and more. more and, oh yeah. And running out early. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So then your only option is to either be sicker than a dog or go find more. Go find more, and yeah, and early on it was go find more, and you know you can get it from your doctor, so let's do there. But he got wise, and because I was using them a thirty day prescription in ten days, as quick as I could eat them, I was eating them. And these are like. Hydrocodone. Hydrocodone tins. And Mm -hmm. so 
he got wise and we so i was still able to get him through my position but then it was like i'm i've got to find him somewhere else because mm-hmm. this is not working anymore mm-hmm. and so i started buying tins on the street and i could get those pretty easy for a while and that was okay but they were expensive and so right around then when i'm starting to use a lot of my paycheck to pay for this right a lot of stuff starts going on at home where my family life just starts falling apart. And it's because I wasn't being honest with my wife, especially, of what was going on. I was just using, and by the time I was buying them, I was, like I said, I was sick. If I didn't wasn't going to use them, I was going to get sick. So I was doing anything I could to not get sick. So a uh, good friend of mine from work. And his brother, I always ran with him. I said, well, we can, let's right. not do the pills anymore. Let's do the heroin. Yeah. So you're all taking pills and your oh, tolerance yeah. was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the tolerance was up there and I can remember saying, nah, I can't do that. And it's strange what you say you can't do. But when you're in that moment, you, it's, it's just bad of what you will sink yourself to, to, mm-hmm. to just make basically make the sickness go away, you know? Right. And so, yeah, I started with the heroin and, um, which is for you never do now, which is, yeah, yeah, it was no, um, no way I'm going to do that ever. And, and then to go through that process of having someone else show me how to do the heroin, mm-hmm. then, okay, somebody else is going to inject me with heroin and it was immediate of the, the immediate feeling of this is exactly what I've been missing. And it, so then you just progress and you start, you know, before you're able to get a couple hundred out of a paycheck and then it's not, it's $500 out of a paycheck and then it's the whole paycheck. And then you're not even going home anymore. Um, and it, yeah, I can just look back and look how sick I was and uh, wearing long sleeves in the summer and just the look of, and it was, it was frustrating. So, um, and, and it, so you get, I mean, whatever euphoric you got with pills really didn't happen anymore. It was more not to be sick. And then you first IV where it's all bam, all at once. Oh, yeah. And you just... Yeah, that was a totally different yeah. experience. You're yeah. right because it was. It, you're right. I was maintaining, and then you introduce the heroin, and it's like it just it started. It it was like the pills times a thousand, and mm-hmm. it. I uh, I'm I I'm very I'm very thankful and lucky to be alive. I think because it was. I can remember shooting up in my bathroom and. You know, you watch videos now of people on TV on these reality shows, of, and I, I can see myself. That was me about ready to just OD, pass out on the ground. I've had my wife and my, and unfortunately my kids tell me, and I saw you at the kitchen, and you were, you were just falling asleep, standing yeah. up. You're about ready yeah. to fall down. Right. So it it, it got. It was bad uh, to the 
guy that introduced me to the heroin, he's he's dead now. His brother's dead now. From? From the heroin. It was, mm-hmm. it's what he died from, uh, heroin overdose. And that wasn't that long ago. So, and my addiction to using heroin, it, it, like right now, yeah, it feels like a long time ago, but it really... It's not that long, you know, uh, it's, years, it's, it's, but, yeah. it, it's years, you're right, right. but it, it just feels close. So, but I don't know. Um, so I was sick for a long time and my wife, um, I can remember coming over to your old place on Broadway and being sick and being completely rude to um, my counselor and Tracy and she was just, as nice as, and I can just remember being so, and, but, um, I'm glad my wife stuck with me and said, you can do this. There are options, um, and you can do it. And I'm glad I, I did do something about it. So, yeah. yeah. Well, no, and, and to your credit, I mean, you asked for help and it's not easy for guys to ask for no. help. I mean, it's like asking for directions. Don't like to do it. Um, and then you, you were, I mean, IV heroin and nowadays oh, yeah. you don't know what's in it, you know? No. And so I don't know if you were, if fentanyl was already in town during your time, but it's certainly, um, probably what did your friends in. I would agree. Friends. I would absolutely agree. Yeah. I, I'm not, I don't, I don't know what, um, you know, I was using the, the, the black tar and it's, but who knows what was in it? No. Who, yeah. I mean, and you think back of just the dumb things that, like I said earlier, that you would never have done that you did, and you're like, I should not. I should have been in jail. I should have gotten sick. Why did I? You know, just doing risky things right. that are that a normal person wouldn't do. Right. It is scary. So yeah, and I, and I I do know. It's, I mean, as intelligent as as patients are, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that when you're in that drug crisis mode, you will behave in ways you never behave. You will steal, cheat, lie, whatever you yeah. have to do, because not just withdrawals, but the fear of withdrawals are so powerful. Oh yeah, absolutely. I agree. The first time I was going through uh, withdrawal, I didn't really know what was. I thought I had the flu, mm-hmm. and then to come find out, no, you're you're coming off of the opiates or trying to get out of your system. That's what's making you. And so once, yeah, you're right. Once your body realizes that, you'll do anything not to go through it again at all. So, so when you were at your worst, I mean, you you, you had little kids then. Oh yeah, they were young then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and. And so you'd wake up and then the chase would start? Yeah, oh yeah. If if I didn't have anything left from the day before, then it would start and it was immediately before I went, before I took care of anybody else, I was gonna take care of getting my medicine first. And that's just the behavior of okay, now I'm gonna have to do my I'm I've got my daughter, I've got to go get this from this guy, and I've she's got to go with me, and, you know, that 
just putting her in a situation like that when she was that young, you know, not, it's just bad. Um, and in hindsight, it seems so crazy now. Oh, yeah, it's so crazy. But at the time, you do what you got to do. Yes. Yep. Well, and so how did, obviously there was a time, and, and I don't know, treatment-wise, what your entire history is, but there something clicked or some sentinel event happened where you like, okay, this is great, it's time. And maybe it was your... It, it was, I was spending so much money that um and i knew i i knew i needed to do something and i had tried cold turkey i had tried to just wean myself but and i i tried my wife had tried to lock me into the house she's going to take off work for a week mm -hmm. and i could get clean for five six seven days and then i'd have to go back to work and then it would, then, you know, life starts up again. And uh, I could not, I couldn't do it for a uh, long term at all. No. So we had talked uh, after doing the cold turkey and trying to do it our own way forever. We talked, what about, because Suboxone and uh, Subutex was out there. Mm -hmm. You know, it was available. And she was... And I was concerned of trading one for the other, but it, it was so, I mean, I said, I'll try it. I'll do it because I'm going to try anything at this point. And it was, like I was telling you, feuding with Tracy or being so rude once I was able to get something on that receptor and not the heroin, mm -hmm. it, it occupied that spot in my brain that, I didn't crave, I, my brain needed something, but it wasn't craving the, the opiates. I don't know if I'm saying that right, no, but it was, perfect. Yes. it was, I just felt better. It just mm -hmm. sat there and I didn't, uh, the, the mechanic, I don't know the mechanics of it, but it's it just doing what it had to do with that. I could you live my life in a, responsible way and I could be reliable to my family and my kids and I was, wasn't chasing the opiates or the drugs any anymore I don't um, I'm probably not saying that right. no you're, but, you're um, you, so you were you were locked in crisis mode all the time oh yeah fight or flight you're locked and it's attached to strong emotion so I mean the, the wrong part of your brain's running the show it's the primitive limbic portion of your brain is running the show and you're just worried about surviving, surviving, surviving in the next 10 minutes. And then, and it's, and it's linked with the hypothalamus, which is strong emotion. Like when you shot up or, mm -hmm. or when you felt terrible, I mean, strong emotion either way. And then once we got buprenorphine on board and stabilized the mood from going into crisis mode all the time, your brain started to shift. Did you? Yes. Have, and, that, yes. Yeah. yeah. You're exactly right. That's exact. And, once I was able to control that part of my brain, other things were able to start, just fell into place. You know, if I was able, if I could occupy that part of my brain with the subutex, then, then I could realize, okay, that's taking care of that part. But now why am I feeling so anxious all the time? You know, and I've done other things to help with just being anxiety and just being able to be calm and not get so stressed over 
the smaller things. Um, so, yeah, just being able to know that that I don't have to worry about that part of it has made my daily life so much better. I mean, my uh, just like the list, the, I can be honest, I can do what I'm supposed to do now instead of being so selfish and chasing. I, it was just, yeah. Well, when, when like, like you're saying, when those receptors are occupied that put you in crisis mode, all of a sudden you're not sick anymore, you don't have cravings anymore, and you re-engage frontal logic and you know you're back in control. Yes. You feel back in control. You're Absolutely. actually thinking about the future and yes. loving and caring and oh, higher yeah. level thinking stuff. Well, wonderful. No, you got a great story. And, 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 and your friends, I don't know. I, I, I actually talk to patients that actually have survivor's guilt. Oh, almost. yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, you, you, yeah, you're right. Because Ty, um, the, the guys that introduced that to me were decent friends and I'm feel bad that they died, but you're, you're exactly right of when I had to get clean, I did have to stop talking to those guys. And they, and unfortunately not too long after that, they did end up dying, but I, I, I can't help to think that something God, wife, something maybe it wasn't my time to do it yet so i'm thankful for that yeah. but i am sorry that i mean that they couldn't get the help that they needed because there it was available so yeah. I, I don't know no and then that's that's i'm sure a terrible feeling i, I mean i i talked to people that lost people they cared about and sometimes they think i mean this fentanyl can be mixed in anything. Oh yeah, and and I've talked to people that oh I, I do black tar I don't do China white so so uh, bam next thing you know overdose and death or overdose yeah. and a near death or they think it's not in these pills you know hey I know what I'm taking it's uh, it's a oxycodone N30 no it's a press pill mm -hmm. with fentanyl in it sure. or and who knows how much because these aren't rocket scientists making these pills you know you oh can, yeah yeah so so you got out just in time i would agree yes and you did it out of love for your family and, and your wife that stuck by you oh yeah she yeah absolutely there was i don't know how we got through but we got through and it, and everything isn't peachy every day we right. still have our issues and she still is working to trust me again but mm -hmm. she doesn't have to to worry about, you know, just date. I mean, it's there, but it's not there. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's still, but it's not a daily thing of trying to think that I'm going to go and wipe out a bank account or anything. You know, so that that has been the other blessing is be able to not have to worry about everything because you're right when it was in the daily use it was from the moment you got up until you actually had something in your hand that's all you focused on that's mm -hmm. it and it's been great to be able to sit and have a phone ring and not worry about hey that's so-and-so calling because i owe him money or that's pawn shop or you know it was so great to be able to just 
know that I'm doing the right thing and I don't have to worry about everything else come crashing down. Very powerful. You could you be know? a dad again, you could be a yes. husband again. Um, you can, your confidence is back and, and you can think about future. Yeah, know? oh yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and like you said, life still happens, yeah. but it's worth it on the other side. Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah. worth it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I get, I was worried about some of the some of the things I did around my kids when they were younger, and but I got a good relationship with all of them. They're not all easiest. The kids aren't the easiest. You got but, teenagers. Yes, but yeah. I've got. I can talk to them, and they'll talk to me, and I just you know it, it feels good because there were times where my wife was. You're not. You can't stay here. You're, you cannot, these kids can't see you like this, you, you know, and I, I, but, so that's great, yeah. Right. Yeah. And by sharing your story, there's no, I mean, I, I appreciate it so much, Keith, because it takes a lot of courage to mm -hmm. tell your story. I mean, you've been clean for years. You've yes. been doing great for years. You're very successful. And, and like you said, instead of spending two or three hundred dollars a day on a bad habit or whatever it was, um, you you're you're saving money but you're the only motive you have for coming here is just sharing your story to help Absolutely. others and, and it takes a lot of courage and it, yeah. and and i appreciate it so much and i know others will see this and it it will resonate with them good you know i mean you can start losing your friends and yet you can you can battle back and and they can beat this too yes and, and they have to know that and i think there's people out there they say in the addiction world we're likely to get you know 20 percent of the people that need help to go to come go get help sure and yet out of the three of you, you and your two friends, you're the one that did it. I did, yeah. 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 And and I appreciate you coming and yeah. telling your story. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well thank you. Dr. Lakin is a board certified family medicine doctor with an emphasis in addiction medicine and over twenty five years of experience. For addiction recovery services in the Wichita area, please visit www.centerforchangeks.com or visit samhsa.gov for a national directory of resources and recovery centers in your area. You can also find these links in the podcast description. Thank you for listening to the Lakin Chronicles Road to Recovery podcast. And remember, you've got this.